Welcome everyone to another edition of Billy West Live. It's my great pleasure to welcome to the show Corey Gibson, the new head basketball coach at Northwestern State University. Corey, welcome to town. Welcome to Northwestern State. Mr. West, thank you so much for having me. Well, it's great to have you, Coach. Wanted to give you an opportunity to talk to the community, let them know a little bit about your philosophy, and let's kind of dig in right now. How, how did you become aware about the Northwestern State job, and what attracted you to Natchez, Louisiana? Well, you know, this is most definitely a lovely place. Um, I actually got into town yesterday afternoon, and um, just driving through the downtown area, I mean, it's just so beautiful, you know, seeing the water flow through downtown, um, seeing the people walk around, um, the nice restaurants, and I got a chance to eat me a nice meal this morning uh, for breakfast, and the food was just delicious. Uh, this is a beautiful place. Um, in, in regards to your question, um, they did a national search. The search firm reached out, and then obviously, you know, it went from, you know, um, uh, the love tab to, you know, going through the phases of uh, the interview process. Well, Coach, you're following, obviously, not only a local legend, a regional legend, and on many respects, Mike McConaughey had certainly national respect and recognition, but how is it going to be to follow a, a local legend like Mike McConaughey? Well, you know, you don't try to, you know, necessarily follow, you know, somebody like that. His legacy will, uh, will forever be intact. If I got anything to do with it, you know, I'm going to lead the way of trying to get a statue put out there somewhere on campus, uh, you know, just to be quite frank. Uh, but he's done a tremendous job here. Um, his legacy, like I say, will be intact. His name will be on that court. So we, we will represent that uh, very well. Um, and now we have to continue to move forward and make sure that legacy stays in place and we got to represent that university with integrity. Well, Coach, um, Mike had a certain philosophy. Obviously, basketball fans and Northwest State fans know his philosophy. Talk about how that compares to what your philosophy is, both offensively and defensively. You know, I don't necessarily know Coach Mike's philosophy. Uh, we don't have many rules in the program. Okay, uh, the one rule that we do have and the rule that was emphasized in our first meeting is do the next right thing. Okay, and do the next right thing encompasses everything that we do in the program. Uh, being, in, being in the class on time, that's doing the next right thing. Um, holding your teammate accountable, that's doing the next right thing. If we do a line drill, don't miss it by an inch or a fingernail, that's doing the next right thing. And so that's the only rule that we have in the program and it encompasses everything in life. When we are in the community, have your pants up. Okay, if you see somebody, shake their hand, say hello. Let them know you play for the program. Let them know you're a demon. Just do the next right thing. And then the other thing on top of that is that we have got to have 100% buy-in, 100% of the time, from 100% of the team. Okay, and that's very important to us. And that's right there's going to give us the, um, the pathway to have the success that we want to have moving forward and expedite the process. Well, that's uh, impressive to me. But talk a little bit to the, the true core Northwestern basketball fans. What is your offensive philosophy and defensive philosophy? How are you going to coach your five guys on the floor that will be representing Northwestern on the floor at any given time offensively and defensively? What's your philosophy? Well, I'm being honest with you. My philosophy is being bought in. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be facetious. Mm -hmm. I can give you a philosophy, and it can sound good. I can tell you how aggressive we're going to be offensively and defensively. But if we're not bought in, it doesn't matter. You know, uh, we as young coaches, we, we watch press conferences all across the country, and the most ironic thing to me is that when a coach does a press conference, he tells you how he's going to play, and then at the end of the year you see him playing zone. <laughs> you know why? Because the players aren't bought in. Right. So I don't want to sit here and bore you with my philosophy, but I, I really would hope that everybody would come see how bought in we are and see with the, with, the, with the young men being bought in, see how the philosophy expresses itself on that wood. And I guarantee you that we will represent that university with integrity because we're 100% bought in 100% of the time. Well, that's impressive as well. So I, I like that, Coach. I really do. You came from uh, it's Missouri uh, State, and you, you've had a, a pretty lengthy coaching career. You're only 41 years old, but you've been coaching a while. Talk a little bit about your career. 
Well, you know I'm only 41. Good gracious. Right. Well, thank you so much for that compliment. <laughs> well, I'm getting a little I'm getting along in the tooth myself. You know, um, it's a blessing to be 41 in today's time. You know, we've all have had family members and friends that the COVID-19 has, has uh, you know, shortened their time here on this earth. But, you know, to be quite honest with you, I've been around the block a little bit. Um, I started my playing career under a coach by the name of Coach Gene Betts. He's the all-time winningest coach in the game of basketball. Um, you know, I probably learned more from him in my, in my career all in all than I've, anybody I've ever worked for. Um, it's the reason why he's the all-time winningest coach in the game. Um, I've never heard the man say a curse word, and he had a way of feeling you, you know, as, as, as tall as a foot just by the way he approached you um, and with his genuine love that he had for you. And everybody ran through a wall for him because they knew he really cared for him. Um, I played for a dynamic coach by the name of Coach Dave Luce uh, when I transferred from Three Rivers Community College to Austin Peay State University. He's the all-time winningest coach in, Ohio, in the Ohio Valley Conference. Uh, Dave Luce is a legendary coach as well as Coach Gene Bess. Um, he was a great uh, a teacher of the high-low offense. You know, he really believed in playing inside out. Uh, back to Coach Gene Bess, um, he was a very aggressive defensive coach. Okay, he loved to impose his will on the opponent. Um, and I played for other coaches that had different strategies and schemes. And, and you know what? Sometimes you learn what to do, and sometimes you learn what not to do. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of times we had discussions about you learn from good behavior, but you also learn from bad behavior. And that sounds like a lot of what your philosophy is. And, Coach, you, you come from Missouri State. How, how long have you been there? And then, again, kind of the attraction to Northwestern State. Just expand on that a little bit. Absolutely. I've been at Missouri State uh, seven years. Um, you know, I was born on that soil. I was birthed on the Missouri soil. So it was a blessing to be able to go through the coaching profession and we'll all the way back around to Missouri, you know, where all my folks are and people like that. But, uh, you know, home is where your heart is. And uh, right now my heart is right here in Natchitoches. And uh, that's the most important thing. And so I try to right now stay in the present moment. I try not to look too far back so, um, so we can continue to have, you know, the right trajectory moving forward. Coach, Northwestern State has a rich tradition in basketball. Struggled a little bit the last few years with the W's, but it's always been um, attractive fan-wise. But there's been a waning of fan participation over the last few years. How can we get that back? We get it back by, first of all, we all have to be bought in, okay? The buy-in is just, is just not about the players on the roster, okay? Gibson, me as the coach, I have to be bought in also. I have to practice what I'm preaching. And then the community has to be bought in. The community can't wait to see what's going to happen over there with the men's basketball program. Okay, that's called fair weather. The community has to come out right away and show the initiative, show the, the returning players that be on the roster, and show the new incoming players on the roster. Like, look, we're here to support you. We're here to help you get the momentum moving forward. Because one thing about players, you can't trick them. One thing about these young men that's on these basketball programs and young women on these women's programs, you can't trick them. And you got to show them on the front end how much you really care for them and they'll run through the wall for you. Because they're not just running through the wall for the university. They're running through the wall for this community. Well, those are good points, and obviously try to uh, attract some uh, fervent support again for Northwestern because it's been there in the past, and we got to get it back. Talk a little bit about your staff. I know it's early; you just got here. Have you filled out your staff, or what is your time frame for filling out your staff? We have a uh, we've assembled a dynamic staff, and uh, we have a group of assistants and a, a director of basketball operations uh, that will integrate well in this community. Uh, they'll be beloved in this community. There's some hardworking grinders. Um, some coaches that have been around the country, they know what it takes to be successful, and uh, they're really looking forward to getting down here and getting started. Coach, your roster, um, you inherited a roster with Coach McConaughey. This week, there, there's been some news reports about transfer portals. What's your thoughts about the transfer portal in general, and is that something you're going to look to to try to bolster your roster? We really have to evolve in this profession. This profession is so dynamic. 
okay? When I was coming up, the big deal was is that college coaches would try to really hone in on high school kids, okay? And they would try to develop them. And by the time they would become juniors or so, and when the seniors were graduating, you know, it would be your turn. Right. And guys were patient. Well, times are different now. They are. Uh, if you recruit a young man now out of high school, he has yet to use his one-time transfer. So he can leave whenever he chooses to do so, okay? Young men now are very reluctant to redshirt because back when I was coming up, okay, we didn't have the pressures of social media, okay? We didn't have everybody on social media saying, well, why is he redshirting? Right. Is he not good enough? Okay, when you redshirted, okay, nobody ever heard about it. And then when your time came, maybe they read about you in the paper, okay? But you didn't hear the same thing over and over again in the same paper, maybe every four or five months. Okay, on social media, you read about it every day. All right? It's in our hands. It's in our hands. Yep. Now, when you take somebody out of the portal, they have used their one-time transfer. So they're stuck with you. Okay? So you're almost better off taking somebody out of the portal because they're stuck with you. A high school guy can leave whenever he chooses to do so. So the roles are kind of flipped. You know, people will say, well, why don't we take high school guys? Now, we will. We'll take some high school guys. But we also have to protect our investment. When we go through the process of recruiting somebody, spending the resources for official visits, going out, you know, five to seven times to evaluate somebody. Yeah. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, the fruits of our, of our labor are protected. That's interesting, Coach. Your philosophy about buy-in, you get more potential buy-in from a transfer portal player as opposed to a high school senior. And, of course, the redshirt issue, you're right, we've almost gotten away from redshirting completely. 17-, 18-year-olds, some of them are ready for college and maturity, but a lot of them need to be 19 or 20. I mean, that, that one or two years is a big difference in maturity for young men. Absolutely. And, and, this, and this is what you really have to, this is what has to resonate in the, in, in the side of our minds, okay, inside of our minds. So now you take, let's say, Nickel State this year, all right? Now, they have four all-conference players on their team this year. Two of them were graduate transfers, and two of them were seniors, Right. okay? Makes a big difference, doesn't it? I bet you they probably got an average of 24 to 25 years old between right. them. Right. Guarantee you. And so you're taking those grown men, yep. okay, up against some youngsters. But what you have to do now is that you have to sprinkle in some youngsters, that are willing to be committed and go through the trials and tribulations of growing in the program, right. okay? And then you got to sprinkle in some old, okay, that can combat other teams that have old players. Because what you have now is in college, college is now the new G League. When you got guys 24, 25, and 26 years old in, in college because it's their sixth and seventh year or what have you, and they're using that COVID year, those guys are pros. They're no longer collegiate players. Right. So you got to be careful taking a ton of young guys and putting them up against pros at the collegiate level. Yeah, you get 24-year-olds <laughs> playing 18-year-olds, playing Coach. Uh, there's no question that's that's a huge difference. Uh, coach Corey Gibson, it's it's just great to get to know you, to introduce you to the community. Uh, talk a little bit about your family before we uh, have to invite you back for another time. But talk a little bit about your family. I know that's important to you. Yes, my family is my backbone. Um, they've been very supportive of this situation down here. They can't wait to get down here in the summer. They'll move down here maybe around late June, early July after uh, our son uh, Tanner uh, completes his sophomore year of high school and then our, our baby girl Frankie, she goes to a Montessori school that she likes going to. She'll be two in June, uh -huh. but she loves going to the Montessori school. And then our oldest son, Jordan, he actually is a junior in college. He takes online classes um, at Memphis, Memphis University uh -huh. and he also works at the airport uh, there back, back in Springfield, Missouri. So he really loves his job and uh, he plans on going to pilot school once he finishes undergraduate. That's awesome. Coach Corey Gibson, it's great to have you uh, as a guest on Billy West Live. I hope you'll be a regular for us on the podcast. We'll talk as your program grows and obviously as basketball season approaches. Before I let you go, final four predictions for the weekend. What do you think? You know, I cannot wait to see that North Carolina Duke game. Yeah. 
But I'm so worried that the North Carolina Duke game is the championship game, right. and they're going to beat each other down so much they won't have anything left for the next game. And Villanova, do they have any chance against Kansas with that player getting hurt? Absolutely. Villanova is the most fundamentally sound team. In so you're the a great coach, isn't he? He is an unbelievable coach. Well, Coach Gibson, it's great to welcome you to Nakish. Welcome you to the podcast. We look forward to having you on as a regular. Coach Corey Gibson, the new head basketball coach at Northwestern State University, has been our guest on Billy West Live. Thank you, Coach. Hey, here's the deal. Yes, sir. You'll have me as a regular? Yes. As long as we see you as a regular. You got a deal. That's a deal. All right. All right Coach Corey man. Gibson, our guest on Billy West Live.